0: Welcome to the make your bold move podcast. I'm your host Rigel Jones. I love helping entrepreneurs shift their mindset launch their movement and make an impact. And that's what this podcast is all about. Now let's get on with the episode. Hello, my friends. I hope you're having an amazing day. I'm really excited to be releasing this three-part series interview with Charles Jimenez. I had the honor of interviewing Charles while I was in Southern California with my family during the holidays. Charles Jimenez is the CEO and founder of Same Day Insurance. It's an auto and home insurance agency servicing Southern California. Now, in this first segment, we'll find out more about who Charles is when he was a young boy and his journey to becoming the CEO of what was recently named one of the fastest growing companies in America. Now, please excuse the echoey sound as we had to make do of the acoustics in this beautiful meeting room at their head office. But the most important thing is I hope you pick up on the key lessons of Charles' journey. Now, let's have a listen. All right. Good morning, everyone. This is Raquel Jones, the host of Make Your Bold Move podcast, and I am sitting here today at the same-day insurance corporate office with founder Charles Jimenez. Welcome, Charles.
1: Hey, thank you for having me. It's yeah. a pleasure, and I'm honored to do your podcast you. and give as much you know, positive content, maybe tell a little bit about my story And dial in on someone who was looking to you know make an impact
0: yes and happy new year to you and your family
1: (laughs) thank you thank you
0: yeah so Charles Amanda is the founder like I said founder of same-day insurance so Charles tell us a little bit about your company in a nutshell
1: yeah we are a personal auto insurance company at least that's our niche we're based in Southern California and we typically insure uh, automobiles for all kinds of drivers young drivers experienced drivers The company was established in 2006. We were just named one of the fastest growing companies in America this year. So we're very excited about our growth Um, and, you know, can't wait for 2020.
0: Yeah, no, that's really exciting because, you know, Charles, I've been watching you on Instagram and just over the years watched how fast and how big your company grew. So really congratulations on that achievement. Thank you. Yeah, so for to our listeners who are residing in Southern California, make sure you check out Same Day Insurance, visit one of their locations, and you can find this info on samedayinsurance.com. The link will be in the show notes. So, we're going to dive deep into this podcast and learn about Charles, you know, who you are, where you came from. So, tell us a little bit about how you started, you know, where you come from.
1: Yeah. Sure. Yeah. I predominantly grew up in Southern California about 20 minutes south of downtown Los Angeles, a small city called Norwalk. Okay. And grew up in a single family home, you know, my mom kind of separated from my father early on and we moved out to California with the rest of my family. A lot of people out there know when, you know, you have a single parent and they're the ones pulling the weight financially, they're the ones that are responsible for the children and they have to kind of multitask throughout that period of time she kind of instilled a lot of certain character traits in me she was a hard worker and although she worked very hard in her life she wasn't able to give us everything that we needed and so you know we moved into the house we shared the home with another family we were kind of that family that wasn't poor but we weren't middle class either we were kind of just in between the two we slept on a sofa bed The household really pretty much was conserve, turn off the lights, turn off the water, eat all your food. My brother was younger and, you know, he'd be the benefactor of all my secondhand clothing. So, you know, it'd get passed down to him and and we we had a sister as well. Uh, But this was kind of our life. And going to school, I didn't have what other children had. I was always kind of envious of not having the cool stuff. And so... Kind of grow, growing up in that environment i think that that kind of started to plant these seeds of kind of wanting more and having a, a better lifestyle a more uh, flexible lifestyle and so i graduated high school And when I was in high school, I was kind of pretty involved, you know, I was kind of pretty talkative, involved in high school. But I had no plan as to what I was going to do after high school, just the idea of more formal education. You know, when high school was over, that's what I did. I took on formal education. I went to the University of um, Cal State Dominguez. And as I was going there, I had no idea really why I was going there. I just knew I had to take more classes and hopefully find something that i'd enjoy doing something that i'd have a passion for Yeah, and that really didn't happen for me as a matter of fact in high school i uh had i took an econ class as i was taking this class there were different career options and i remember i saw one that really appealed to me which is Marketing executive and my teacher had said are you sure you want to be a marketing executive? It's long hours. You're gonna be away from home a lot of travel I think that also kind of pivoted me to think that maybe I wanted an easy job something Normal something where I can have my own time my weekends vacation That kind of shifted my mindset into maybe something different other than marketing or sales or anything of that nature so when I went to college, I was looking for that, that type of career. And I never really gravitated to, towards anything, so I ended up working. Okay. And my mom worked at, in the hotel business, in the hospitality business. Yeah. The funny thing is that when I was looking for a job, I started looking for a job in the hospitality business. You know, They say you're a product of your environment. Mm-hmm. And because I saw my mom working in the hotel industry... I assumed that maybe I could do that. I was familiar with it. I saw my mom doing it. So I applied and I worked at the the hotel. um,
0: I think everyone should at least try working in the hospitality industry. (laughs) Yeah, I agree. I learned a lot from it. It Um,
1: I learned how to deal with different types of personalities and different individuals and cater to them. So, yeah, I totally agree with you on that.
0: For that reason, exactly. Yeah,
1: And so while I was working there, so now as I was working, I started to accumulate more bills, you know, and I started to be more responsible. I remember um, my credit wasn't that good. So my mom did help me buy a vehicle. Now I had to be responsible for paying a vehicle, be responsible for paying the insurance on that vehicle. So while I worked at this company, I opened up the yellow pages, which seems very antiquated now, but I opened up the (laughs) yellow pages and I looked up some insurance companies. And so I called for a quote and I went to go visit an insurance agency so I can get insurance on my vehicle. When I visit the insurance agency and I purchased insurance from this lady, she actually offered me a job Oh, okay. and I turned her down. Because I had just gotten a $0.25 raise at the hotel um, (laughs) that I was working at. And I was 19 at the time. And so I thought I had a good thing at the hotel. And I kind of turned her down. While I was at the hotel, I realized that $0.25 wasn't going to get me that far. Mm -hmm. I had a buddy who was in the construction business. And he was making $2 more than I was. And earlier I said, you're kind of a product of your environment and who you're hanging out with. So I was hanging out with him. I saw him making two more dollars. I assumed maybe I should ditch the hospitality and get into the construction Construction. business. Yeah. So I I did that and I started working in construction. I did get two more dollars, but those two dollars didn't take me very far either. I was getting frustrated. And I remember one day as I was working in the construction yard, I had parked my car across the street and a couple of people that I was working with said, hey, why are you driving that car? Um, who do you think you are? Some kind of a banker? You know, because it was a nicer car. And he's like, um, you're not going to amount to much, man. Just, you know, just put your head down, go to work, and don't try to act like something you're not. And I was 19 at the time, and I was working with kind of like a lot of older individuals. Mm-hmm. And I started to do a lot of reflecting at that point, And I started to ask myself, is this really what I want to do? Is this really what I was meant to do? Do I really want to be like the individuals I was working with at the at that time for that company and the answer was no 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 and I got very frustrated and I remember I went home and I said you know I'm going to look for a career I'm going to look for something where I can get my foot in the door work from the bottom all the way to the top and be successful so I came across this ad it was a sales ad the title of the ad was sports minded which caught my attention because I played sports and the Later, I found out that the reason behind the ad being uh, labeled sports-minded was because the person that was recruiting was looking for someone that had those type of qualities of a sports-minded individual. Teamwork, perseverance, the ability to, to practice, the ability to work well with others. And so I applied, and when I went to, to the interview, it was a group interview, and it was a network marketing company, which I wasn't aware of, but I got sat in a a room with about 50 other people, and I didn't know what was going on, but I knew there was excitement in the room, and I had someone walk up to the room, and they were speaking to all of the candidates, and they were talking something very different, a language that I wasn't accustomed to. And it was the language of success. And they were talking about personal development. They were talking about growth. They were talking about being above average. And I learned some qualities working at this company and with a mentor that really propelled me to become and define who I was. So I met Michael who happened to be a company executive, and he was the one who posted the ad. And when we were speaking, he was looking to develop this team. And he said, I'd like you to work with me side by side. And I did. And I took on that venture and I worked with him side by side for about 18 months. There was no salary. There was no hourly pay. It was if I sell, I make money. And if I don't sell, I don't make money. But I was okay with that. Because I saw it as a blessing to be able to work with an individual that was successful. An individual that had an idea of how to achieve success. And so while working with Michael, he had taught me a few things. And I remember he pulled me aside one day because I had gotten to work late. And he had said, hey, if you want to be successful, don't make other people wait. If you want to be successful, start to change the way that you think. Start to rewire your mindset Because if you don't make any changes today, a year from now, you'll be in the exact same spot. And that kind of hit home because I wasn't changing. I was doing the same thing that I had been doing and getting the same results year after year. So I knew if something were to change, I needed to change within myself. So I got introduced to books. Mm -hmm. I got introduced to audio tapes. And I started to enter this world of Personal growth.
0: Personal development, yeah. Yeah, personal
1: development, exactly. And I was with this company and I worked with Michael for about a year and a half, close to two years. He then had to leave the state and go work in another state. And I eventually ended up leaving the company. Mm -hmm. When I left the company, I was looking for that next big thing, right? Right. And while I was looking for that next big thing, I needed to make money. I had to still pay my bills. I still had responsibilities. And so it was around November. I applied for UPS delivery mm-hmm. and it was a warehouse job and I uh, I got the job. It was seasonal and I uh, had the uh, graveyard shift. So I'd start at 1 a.m. and I'd end at 5 a.m. And I wanted that shift because I figured if I end at 5 a.m., I have the rest of the day to look for the next thing, to look for a career. But lo and behold, when I got home at 5 a.m., I was beat and I went to sleep and I didn't wake up till 3 or 4. And by that time, most of the the places that were interviewing, they weren't interviewing, you know, late in the evening. So I started to get behind on my bills. UPS wasn't paying a lot. The season was over. I was out of a job. I wasn't making my car payments. I definitely didn't make my insurance payment. And because my mom was a co-signer, she had called me and said, hey, I got this letter that said you're not making your payments. And, uh, and I had a conversation with her, and she had told me that it was time for me to become a man. It was time for me to be responsible. It was time for me to contribute to the household. We didn't have a father, and so I knew that I had to make a change. Mm-hmm. I had to make a change for my my family. I had to make a change for, for the well-being of the household. And I also felt that I kind of let my mom down in the way that I didn't pursue higher education. Mm-hmm. I didn't get a degree. And I think that at that time, she didn't have a degree either. And because she wasn't doing that well, I think, like a lot of parents, they move their children into higher learning, assuming that that's the ticket right. to financial freedom. Mm-hmm. And because I felt I let her down, I needed to prove her to her that I could achieve, I could become successful uh, without taking the path she wanted me to take. I wanted to take my own path. Right. She helped me catch up with my payments on the car, but she told me that I had to be responsible for the insurance. Mm-hmm. And so I went back to that lady that sold me insurance a few years ago. Right. And I said, hey, I need to get insurance. At that point, she was the office manager. now, And she said, look, I offered you a job last time. You turned me down. I'm the office manager now. And I'm still looking for someone to fill a position. She said, but this time, before you give me your answer, give me one second. So she goes back and she talks to this guy, Brian, Brian Moon, Korean guy. He'd only been here in the US for a couple years, but he, um, she's talking to him in the back and I see him pull an envelope out of his coat pocket and give it to her. She walks to me and she says, Before you give me your answer, I want you to look at this. And so I open the envelope and it's a paycheck. It's Brian's paycheck. And the paycheck was for $8,000. And I'm looking at that paycheck. I'm about 20, 21 years old at the time. And I'm thinking to myself, if I had this and I can cash this, it would change my situation like that. I can get caught up with my bills. I can start to put some money aside. And I said, this is, this is what I'm looking for. I said, I'm all in. I'm going to do this. What do I need to do? And she said, um, well, you need to get your license. It's going to cost you $500. And you need to take a class for about a week. I was broke. I barely had enough for the insurance. My mom had to catch me up with my car payments. There's no way I could come up with $500. And I thought to myself, it's just not going to happen for me. It's one obstacle after another, and I just can't seem to get ahead. But I went back to my mom. I swallowed my pride, and I asked her for the $500. And I told her that I am going to put my head down and that I'm going to make this happen. And to just believe in me one time, and she lent me the $500, I took the classes, I passed the uh, state exam, and I started this wonderful world of the insurance business. I mean, it's not the sexiest industry out there, but um, it was something that can, uh, it was a vehicle for me, I thought, that can lead me into um, the the, the life that I wanted and maybe that I can provide to my family. So, um, so I started working at this insurance company, and um, I did horribly my first year. I didn't make any money. I wanted to quit. It wasn't
0: that eight thousand dollars. No, paycheck? it wasn't. It wasn't the eight
1: thousand dollars paycheck. You know, it was more like eight hundred dollars paycheck. And um, and I got to tell you, I I wanted to quit mm-hmm. several times. And I remember one day when I actually was going to quit and I was going to abandon the insurance industry altogether. I was standing outside and. A coworker of mine and someone who had been in the business a long time, he had said to me, you know, what's wrong, Charles? And I go, I go, I don't know if this is for me. I don't know if I can make it happen. I'm not making the money that I thought I could make. Um, The company's not paying me enough. And he said to me, that's the problem is you think the company should be paying you more when you should be doing more and you should be better. And you should be more disciplined and you should be more organized and you should come to work early and you should learn. And I was sitting there and it reminded me of Michael, the things yeah. he was telling me. Cause I had lost track and lost sight of focus. I had lost sight of what I was really supposed to do, which is become a better individual. Right. So I, took those words to heart and uh, and I told myself, I said, you know what, I'm making excuses and um, I need to start taking more action instead of making more excuses. So I went back to the basics. I went back to reading books. I went back to uh, being a more positive and optimistic individual. I went back to taking more action um, and I eliminated a lot of the negativity that was surrounding me at that time uh friends family members that were not being supportive um and i started to focus on myself i started to focus on my career and going into my second year i started to do better i started to see results i was doing more so i was getting more a couple years later i ended up becoming the manager uh, of the office. I ended up um, leading a team of uh, 10 individuals. We were doing great. The office became the number one office in the company. Um, I started to make the $8,000 checks. Nice. Um, at 24, I had bought, you know, I moved out of the house. I bought my own home. I had a very nice car. I was doing very well for myself. My mom was proud. Everything was going in the right direction. And uh, in 2006, the company I was working for uh, was being acquired by another company. And so there was a disruption in the company and in the personnel. And I'd been working in the business for about four or five years now, and, uh, and I was doing very well. And in 2006, I left this company to start Same Day Insurance.
0: Wow, what an incredible journey. And his journey may sound eerily familiar for some of us. It is so relatable and may even be a similar story to yours and many other people who are listening. So if you didn't come from money or you grew up with certain limiting beliefs, you understand and it hits close to home. See, I'm a person who's obsessed with observing or studying successful people's habits and behaviors. So as I listen to this interview again, I'm able to pinpoint to certain moments that if Charles pivoted another direction, his life would be completely different. And if you have some time, I would encourage you to play this episode again and absorb the value that Charles gave by providing his story. So in the next segment, we'll be able to learn more about what Charles did that resulted his company to be named one of the fastest growing company in the United States. But before I let you go, I want to leave you with this clear message. Your past or present circumstance doesn't define who you are or your future. You are who you choose to be. I hope you liked this episode. And if you did, may I ask you for a favor? I would appreciate it so much if you can rate this podcast, it helps other people find this channel. And of course, don't forget to follow or subscribe so you can easily find it when new episodes are released. Until next time.